Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We're going to get started. Here we go. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. So last night in preparation for this episode, right. I told Brett that we needed to get to the Bracebridge dinner, which was fine because we were on Runaway Little Boy. <laughs> and I was like, we have to get to the Bracebridge dinner. And he was, you know, totally on board with me, right? We watch Runaway Little Boy. I'm starting to get sleepy. Good. Bracebridge dinner. We're like, okay, we're in this. We're doing this. I said, this is a great episode because you know I love this episode. I know you I kind know of you disagree, yeah. but here we are. I don't hate it. It's just not No, you top. don't. Anyway, I end up halfway through the episode, right before Jess jumps into the carriage with her. I'm like, hey. What a cute mom. Hey, baby, I'm going to take a little nap. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> okay, I'm still going to watch. I said, that's great. I'm going to take a nap. I slept through the rest of the Bracebridge dinner and beyond. And then I... It's kind of boring. <laughs> well, I wanted to... No sparkly the reason The reason that I wanted to watch it is because it's a very, like, townies-oriented episode, which is what we're yeah. here to talk about today. But I fell asleep, and then uh, not 10 minutes before we were about to record, I discovered that Brett did a photo shoot with me while I was asleep, and I found the pictures on my phone. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Oh, so I didn't realize we had a photo shoot last night. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you found that? Caught me sleeping. The vibe. <laughs> so anyway, good vibes all around as we we're about to talk about townies today. Did I ever watch it? Did he no. like? Did he like it? Well, I, I mean, think so. Because I literally woke up and I was like, I'm going to go home. And then I somehow made it home, even though I was half asleep. So well, that's a lesson for Rory Gilmore, who fell asleep at Patty's and still couldn't make it home. Yeah, at least get up and, you know get there yeah do you think dean took pictures of her no could you imagine he would have had to take it like on a disposable camera like on a film camera oh yeah <laughs> or like the camera that emily gilmore took pictures of before the dance the emily gilmore <laughs> paparazzi love it but anyway uh, the reason i wanted to watch the bracebridge dinner is because it's such a great townies episode and oh, yeah. those are the people we're here to talk about today i love them so much i feel like that's like the gilmore girls aesthetic is like stars hollow is like the backdrop but it's all of these like characters that are you know yeah. making you not so mad at the gilmore girlies as their life falls apart it's of like course little lols in the background but the question i had for you is i kind of made a list of like the main townies and mm. like for the most part like the ones that like are is somewhat reoccurring but i also didn't know what we would necessarily define a townie as because okay. like, i'm gonna give you the first the possible townies okay because there's definitely ones that like we totally would determine that they are actually you know what first i'm gonna list the townies that i think are 100 percent. these are people that through we determine through as townies ta- yes yeah okay lay them on so, me of course kirk duh 1000 percent taylor yes babette yes maury what if i said no but that <laughs> is maury is not miss patty yes fran weston mm-hmm. andrew mm-hmm. gypsy pete and joe from the pizza shop mm-hmm. town troubadour mm-hmm. second town troubadour <laughs> 
different <laughs> who also like owns the produce stand. i was gonna say what do we consider him he's done so many things on the show and i love him but he's not i wouldn't consider him a townie i would say he's like occasionally because he's reoccurring he keeps coming back he's reoccurring but i would not consider him necessarily in the same category as like andrew taylor but like pete gets referenced but we only really see him that one time but we know pete lives in town does this guy, he owns a Kinko's in Groton. Do we know that he lives in Stars Hollow? But he, he is like frequents the town and like town events. And, you know, he married Lizzie TJ. Trust and believe I remember. At the, <laughs> at the very least, he'd be an honorary townie. All right, like, he's, he's an in honorary the same member. like group. Okay. Then we have Tom. Of course. Lulu. I put Mrs. Gleason, even though we never see her, she gets referenced so much that we know she lives in town. Yeah. But like, not necessarily like someone we see on screen. Bootsy, mm-hmm. Caesar, Rabbi David, Reverend Archie Skinner, Officer Weston, and then Kyle, who was Dean's friend, who has the hook for a hand. Of course. How could I forget? And then these are the people that I had as possible. I mean, I probably forgot people who sure. I'm not thinking of at the moment, but those yeah. are like the main ones. But okay. then these were the people that I had as, as like possible townies mm-hmm. because like Suki is not a townie. Suki That's the is thing. Lola's friend. Suki is, like, she's technically, yes, a townie, but, like, not but someone I consider she's such, a, like, a prominent role on this show. And it's not to say Miss Patty isn't, but, like, Suki yeah, see, is different. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's different. But Jackson, I would consider to be a townie. I consider him a townie. Right? In the same way that, like, Lane is not a townie. She's Roy's friend. But I would say, like, Zach, Brian, Gill, Mrs. Kim are townies. I disagree. At the very least, Zach, Brian, Gill. I disagree. Why? I don't think they live in Stars Hollow until they move. Well, they move there with Lane, but like, I think of townies as like people who have been living there who are literally like integrated into the town of Stars Hollow. You would not catch Zach or Brian at a town meeting. That's true. But I just considered them to be like members of, like once they become members of the town, you know, like when they play Jackson's town selectman event, right. I wouldn't necessarily put them in the same category as like Babette and Maury and Patty, but I would put them in like that group of people. Like if there's like, like the core group, it's like Kirk, Taylor, Babette, Miss Patty. And then we go a little bit outside of that and we get like Joe and Pete and maybe like Bootsy and Caesar. Mm-hmm. But then I think that the like outside group of that, it would be like Brian and Zach, whereas maybe Kyle, Dean's friend, would kind of float in there because he lives in the town, mm. but he's also not at town meetings. So I think that there's like tiers, there's levels to them. Of course, of course. I just didn't consider them when I was ta- when I was thinking townies, you know? Maybe not, maybe not Gil so much because he doesn't live there, but I would put Zach and Brian into that like outer tier. Mm-hmm. But Definitely the other ones, I felt like those are definite townies. Mrs. Kim is a question mark when it comes to townie because, of course, she lives in the town. Of course, she participates in, you know, the actual function of the town. But I would almost consider her to be on the same level as, like, Suki, Luke, I could see that. Yeah, because I Luke, to some degree, is... But of course, but these are like pretty much main yeah, characters. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if it's her main character, not so much. Because like Jackson, definitely. But like, I think that given that like Zach and Brian move to town, that like they become part of the town, even if they're not like necessarily in town meetings, you know, mm. I think it's I think there's a tier system. Yeah, I just think the definition of a townie is like someone who was kind of like, maybe not necessarily yeah. born and raised there, but is like 
there yeah. and there for the town and like that is kind of their day to day is being Ooh, I forgot a part of the, the town. mayor harry from season one mayor harry mrs cassini who's the one that they're talking about it's babette and someone are talking at bootsy's paper stand in written in the stars yeah it's mrs cassini miss patty and babette they're talking about someone yeah i don't i don't remember who they were talking about but i think that's the trio of like the little pick a little talk a little ladies we never we never see her but they talk about her all the time east side tilly Tilly, that's who it was yeah oh okay i didn't know if that's who you're talking about east side tilly we've also got crazy carrie duncan crazy carrie do we then consider um deb debbie from stars hollow high yeah but again, these are like one-offs. I'm thinking more about people who are like reoccurring townies yeah. at Stars Hollow. I think that everyone that I set up until like maybe Kyle. Tobin? Wait, Tobin's on my list. I didn't read his name. He's below Kyle Dean's friend. Um, but Tobin, <laughs> yes. Dean's friend. I love it. Oh, that kills me. But then would you eventually consider Liz and TJ townies? See, that was the thing that I was trying to decide. That was after Mr. Kim on my list was Liz and TJ mm. because I feel like they become townies. And I think to some degree, TJ fits into that mold of kind of what you're saying of like essential to the town in later seasons. Maybe Mm. more so than Zach and Brian were, especially because TJ is like so excited to be a part of the town. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Maybe less so Liz, but she grew up there. True. Then came back. So there's a lot like, again, it's also subjective. There's a lot that we could discuss here that could define a townie. But I think we've covered the the gist. Yeah. But I was going to have us do our favorites. Like, who are your top five fave townies my top five townies should we start from the bottom at number five yeah coming in at number five for me is joe the pizza guy i love him he's great his appearances are few and far between but like whenever he is a part of it whatever episode he is a part of like he always makes me like when he was on his razor scooter and forgiveness and stuff which we just talked about (laughs) yeah and he wasn't even actually physically on his razor scooter we never see it it's just the idea of it was amazing so i love Love Joe. joe joe the pizza guy and i do love his banter with pete yeah Definitely. I love when in Happy Birthday Baby when Pete says, uh, when he calls Rory Rorino. That's just. Rorino. I love that. I love it. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Taylor. Okay. I love Taylor. Now, how are you ranking this? Just based on what I feel. <laughs> just just, just faves. feeling. Just faves warm There's fuzzies. nothing, you know, like each of these characters are ranked in a different spot like I don't even think that these can compare in any of the rankings like to each other in the way that I totally I think it's more about like for me it's more about the character yeah like I just love their character kind of like what they bring to the other characters and like Mm. kind of their purpose on the show I don't know a lot of people really don't like Taylor I know and I don't necessarily dislike Taylor I think if we're ranking them based on what they bring to the show I think that the value he adds I would rank him higher. I think it's like it's like what he brings to the show, but also like kind of like my vibes with him. I I okay. do think a lot of it is because of Are you saying this because you feel compelled to because he's possibly the head of the Stars Hollow Mafia? <laughs> I don't want him to come for me. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, I have an explanation. I do think a lot of it is because of like what I've like made him to be in my mind to some degree because like okay. I just love Taylor. Like I love I love the town selectman storyline. I love who he is to Luke. It just Taylor. Love. Yeah. yeah. Who's your number four? Number four 
is Bootsy. Bootsy? Really? I <laughs> fucking love Bootsy. And what sucks about me falling asleep last night is that Bracebridge Dinner with Bootsy is one of my favorite episodes because they talk about him and Jackson got so drunk that they were like playing the drums on his stomach <laughs> and banging spoons on their head. And I just think that when he looks over at Clara and says, I'm trying to think of how many beers I've had. And she says, 11. <laughs> I think that's what she says. Fuck. Is I gotta check. Says? I gotta check. I gotta check. <laughs> Had I been awake last night, I would have been able to tell you, you the exact known. number. Sleepy Tara. Falling asleep on a research. I know. Sleepy Tara. I don't remember because I don't love, I don't love watching that episode. And also, Claire oh. is my least favorite. But like. I know. But the idea of Bootsy looking at her and going, trying to think of how many beers I've had. <laughs> An 11-year-old responding. She's literally, literally keeping track. She said for every year of my life. Or actually, you know what? I take it back. I think she says seven. Okay. Let me look. Yeah, it's seven. It's seven. She, Claire <laughs> says, are you okay? And he goes, I guess so. I've lost track of how many beers I've had. And she just plainly looks him dead in the eyes and goes, Could seven. you imagine at what point Claire decided to start counting? <laughs> oh, that little girl I wish I was knew. just like, sip, one, two, three. <laughs> yes. Very on brand for Clara. Seven. I can hear her voice in your voice. Like, I could so cleanly hear her saying seven. That. Seven. <laughs> oh, she's such a I pill. Anyway. If we're ranking our least favorite, Clara is at the top of my list for least favorite. Oh, I county. know. I know. But no, Bootsy for me, I also love the conflict between him and Luke. I think it is so comical. Do you remember the town meeting that they have about Jess when like you know everybody's oh, making yeah. their complaints and taylor's running the town meeting and bootsy stands up and he's like i think i should chime in here and luke's like you don't need to chime in and it comes out that they've had like a feud since they yeah. were little <laughs> because he stepped on like a clay imprint he made of his hand and i wish that they could have kept that bit going because yeah. i don't really feel like they do but what makes me laugh the most about it is that at the end of it, when Luke storms out, when he's like, I was going to stay open late and I was going to let everybody come to the diner for dinner, but forget about that. And he leaves and they cut back to Bootsy and Bootsy goes, his turkey burgers are very dry. <laughs> I lose it every time. There's also this moment because I was just watching these episodes. So like my Bootsy content is very when saturated. When Bootsy? He like kind of we have him throughout. He kind of falls off at some point, I feel like. I don't know. Sadly. I, Either way, season two is like peak Bootsy, yeah. so... It's the season of Bootsy. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's the same episode when... This is a very Bootsy-heavy episode when Jess draws the chalk outline in front of Taylor's door yeah. and puts the crime scene tape around it. And Taylor's talking to the cop and is like, you know, I want action, not words. And Bootsy's behind him going, yeah, action, not words. And he's like, don't you need to go back to your newsstand, Bootsy? Not, nah, buddy, I'm all yours. <laughs> and like, the, the cop is like, is this your son? And Taylor goes, I should. <laughs> Saying not. <laughs> I just like Bootsy yeah. is so exciting to watch. He's just so fucking funny. The comedic relief that he brings specifically in that episode and then in the Bracebridge dinner. I kind of uh. love the idea that like for some reason, like of all of the town who like everyone's usually against Taylor. And I kind of love everything that ensues from everyone being against Taylor. But Bootsy in both of these instances that you've expressed is not he's like totally team taylor he is team taylor it's so funny and you can actually see in the bracebridge dinner when they're this was before i fell asleep when they're panning over the crowd before lorelei announces that they have the horse-drawn carriages outside yeah. that like bootsy and taylor are like kikiing together they're having a wonderful conversation and you could tell it's probably because it's like those two actors are probably just having a really warm conversation a but moment. for being taylor and bootsy 
Oh, so I funny. I love the idea that they're like, like, Taylor has a town pal. Even if he doesn't yeah. really want him there. Yeah. It's great. So that's a confirmation that Bootsy is a part of the Stars Hollow Mafia. Ooh. Or wants to be. For sure. And Taylor's like, absolutely yes. not. <laughs> so that's my number four. Who's your number four? Caesar. Oh, I love I Caesar. Love... But which one? A, like, official Caesar who, like, has lines. Official Caesar. <laughs> that was such a weird casting change. Yeah. I mean... It's we okay, it. and we got current Caesar, who we love. The only way I can explain that is that he only hires people to work in the kitchen who are named Caesar, and this is just the second one. Or maybe this is Caesar's son. I don't know why we never thought of Caesar that. Jr., mm-hmm. Caesar the second, much like yeah. Marley the second. You know, we're just naming everyone the same. Yeah, it could be Caesar's son, because the guy who was originally playing Caesar abs- was like a-, a little bit older. He could absolutely be Caesar's dad. No, I never considered that. One right? of my favorite Caesar episodes is when Luke goes on April's school trip in season six and he comes back and he's like changed yep. so many things, the cold bananas. And and everyone oh. is like asking for cold bananas after that. I just, I love everything to do with him. And I love the the actor he's great. gave that little backstory because he's in Chilton in yes. Rory's dance. Rory's dance. And he says that like his character and Rory didn't really talk or get to know each other. But um, mm-hmm. he was a Chilton student who became Luke's uh, kitchen chef guy yeah luke's line yeah. cook chef sous chef yeah second in yeah. command right hand man one of my favorite caesar moments is when we catch that glimpse of him at the beginning of say something when lorelei's looking for luke and it breaks up you know <gasps> oh, the yeah. trauma of it all the frantic nature of it all she like literally just came from the wedding yeah she comes upon him at the diner and <laughs> yes. he is just blasting music and dancing around and then like when she when they cut back to him at the diner he's like jamming <laughs> to under the boardwalk and just giving me life with that broom or mop or whatever he's using i live what is it that he tells lorelei he says don't tell luke about the the pie or something like that yeah he i, I he can't hates remember when I if he was like tin. eating pie that's what it was or dancing first but he definitely closes it out with a yeah. dance and so yeah he's like please don't tell because lorelei says something like the pie and he's like never he's mind like, no, no, no pie <laughs> never mind oh gets me okay number three number three coming in at number three for me is babette and by extension maury Ooh. i love Babette. I'm surprised she's not higher for you. But yes, by extension, Maury. I agree. I love that scene when, oh gosh, it's in season six. You're going to be able to tell me exactly when it is. (laughs) I love when Babette is running at Luke, running, and she's holding her boobs as she runs. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. Is that when she is trying to ask Luke if there's a rift between Lorelai and Rory? Okay. Because I also remember her running in Bon Voyage when she's screaming about the fact that it's going to rain. Yeah. You know, because she's having like a Karen Smith moment. Either way, Babette is sprinting towards him. Yeah. (laughs) And she is just holding onto her tatas as she runs. And it is... That is Babette to me. She's brilliant. And then by extension, Maury. I just love their relationship. I've spoken to this yeah. both on the pod and on our Patreon. I just think that their relationship is honestly one of the most beautiful things yeah. in this show. And something that I think is under-recognized a lot. But what they add to those, especially those first few seasons, yeah. is brilliant. And she has some of like the best lines of like, Gnome Kicking oh. really says a lot about a man's character. Yes. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> she is chef's kiss i love her and i also love maury i love the balance that maury offers and when they get home from europe 
and and she's called every consulate oh i love that so much because that's the thing she's a great neighbor yeah. but she's also just the comedic relief of the show from top to tail like they really had her character down from the beginning they get a little bit wrong in season seven i do think a lot of the townies in season seven become caricatures of what they were they are to some degree throughout the rest of the series but like i would say they never get too far away from being characters yeah in my opinion maybe maybe you disagree yeah maybe other people might know sparkly heart that but like i don't know season seven all that well because yeah. i try to you know stay away yeah. from it as much as i can understand. but i'm only there for I, I totally believe you because they made a lot of stars hollow a caricature of itself yeah. in season seven and to be honest in the revival a little a bit, little bit. Yeah. but that's okay Who's your number three? Gypsy. Love Gypsy. I love Gypsy so much. One of, I think one of my favorite Gypsy, like, backstory moments is that Gypsy is in love with Lorelai. Oh. Have you never heard that? No. Rose was the one that said that that's kind of how she played Gypsy. So, like, when Lorelai comes down the stairs in Written in the Stars and she's wearing Luke's flannel, if you watch her face, like, that's how she was playing Gypsy. And so, like, if you watch her, she's kind of, like, you know, like, seems affectionate, at least in Yes, I do remember that look. But I felt like it was more of a reaction of, like, okay, you you two kids finally worked it out. Cool. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, but no, Rose was the one that said that's how she was, like, kind of playing it, that she was in love with Lorelai. Oh, I'm obsessed with that. That's so fun. But I think my favorite Gypsy moment is season five, Wedding Bell Blues. When oh, Emily I was just about to say it. The bachelorette. At the bachelorette party. Gypsy's here. <laughs> what What does she say to Lorelai? Why is your mother talking to me? Um, please, please make your mother yeah. stop talking to me. What does it's she say? Something along the lines of that, where she says, "If only I could." Oh, if only I could. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love that whole scene. I just, I don't know. I also kind of love what they did with where they take Rose's character and make her into Emily's maid in the revival for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Berta. Berta. I always forget her name. Oh, it's so good. I love that. Not a townie by any means. I love that the mechanic in town is a woman. Oh, I completely agree with that. that. I love that so much. It kind of um, gives me the vibe of like Luke's character was supposed to be a woman. And I kind of like the idea of like the grumpy diner owner being a woman. And if they weren't Mm -hmm. going to do that, I like that they gave it to gypsy the mechanic yeah yeah i completely agree with that i also love the way that she like takes no shit from Jess oh yeah in that episode where his car has to be fixed she won't go 50 feet the best and another favorite gypsy moment of mine is in season two when dean builds rory the car and it's finally done richard and stars hollow richard and stars yeah. hollow and richard goes with dean to hughes brothers and gypsy's like i have literally checked this car so many times and she comes back after you know richard and dean have the conversation and she's holding the windshield wipers and (laughs) dean is like you took those off yourself she goes i want to go home (laughs) i miss my home yeah i cannot look at this car anymore it's so brilliant she is great what a great choice for your top three okay number two coming in at number two for me is my man tom Tom (gasps) i knew it i was when you said bat baddie that's not what i meant when you said about she's a baddie she can get it at three and you hadn't said tom yet i was like is she gonna say tom for her top but she didn't i love tom the contractor tom the contractor has some of the funniest fucking lines on this show he's like the only one i think that we said this in happy birthday baby where he's like the only one who can like lorelei lorelei matches lorelei's energy yes effortlessly and she like almost can't take it (laughs) i love him i mean i could repeat myself from happy birthday baby 
but like y'all know the reasons oh I forgot that was on here and not on Patreon yeah Yeah. so like I've talked about it before but you know he just he comes out with these one-liners and what I also love is that like he was in Hammers and Veils as the guy who was running like that house building thing for that the Chilton kids were part of he wasn't called Tom yet was he they bill him as Tom I don't know if that was like a backlogged thing because he ends up becoming Tom that was like second troubadour was billed as second troubadour when I was looking him up so that's why I called him that yeah he is billed as Tom but they end up bringing him you know into the fold of the town of Stars Hollow and I just love every interaction that Lorelai or Luke has with Tom especially when he's redoing the upstairs apartment in season in there's the lab we're redoing your apartment what do you think we're doing oh I love it so much Tom impression (laughs) it's so perfect perfect. no I love it it, when he's doing that I love it when he's doing happy birthday baby and he's working on the independence and after it's caught fire and I love when he's doing the dragonfly with Lorelai and the doors are missing and like Lorelai says something to him along the lines of like I'm loving you like a two dollar whore (laughs) they just have the funniest back and forth Mm. the other thing that I love about Tom's character Speaking to, you know, the dragonfly in of it all is when he comes to Suki and Lorelai and he's like, look, I really love you guys. I'm doing this because I like you. My guys aren't getting paid. I don't know what's going on. But like, I just want to let you know, like, I can keep them going for a little while, but they're going to need to get paid soon. Like, he's he's got a soft side. Is that an incredible sinking Lorelai? Yes. That's why she's upset. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's the thing. I love seeing mac and cheese Tom because he <laughs> yeah. is so dry and so sarcastic and can really go at it in a funny way. But to see the soft side of Tom is really He sweet. is really one of the best, like, characters in terms of, like wholesome goodness I would say Tom is really high up there because he's super sarcastic Mm -hmm. matches the Gilmore energy but you know he's also like has an affection and an adoration for the people oh I want to put him higher now you're right I love Tom as I'm looking at this list I'm like yeah I feel this way about all of these people oh even the people that you listed because I wanted to put Gypsy in my top five but like Joe for me yeah is just because, I love like, him some of some part of me wants to put Rabbi David and Reverend Archie's friendship as like ranked kind of high because totally. I, I love like the way that they interact but my number two is Patty oh love of course like I feel like I don't even have to say anything about that. Like, she's just, I love her. I love her husband. I love everything that happens with her. Like All of her husbands. Everything about Miss Patty. Miss Patty is my number one. Yeah, because from the pilot, Patty's just perfect. Patty is Patty. Perfect Patty. Speaking to what I said earlier about Babette, they got her right from the job. It just, and I think that part of that is like, A, I don't feel like they gave like Kirk the chance to kind of get right immediately because they were still trying to figure out his character and what was going on. Yeah. So I think with the two of them, it was like a writing thing, but also an acting thing. Like they really found the character, found who they wanted to be and really nailed it the whole time. Like I can't really think of a time when Miss Patty was being Miss Patty and I'm like, that doesn't track. No, she is Miss Patty. Because my number one is Babette. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And yes. by extension, like you said, like Maury. Maury. Like, like you can't really have Babette with... Or I don't really think you can have Maury without Babette, rather. No, you can't. We never see Maury without Babette. Mm. Is Maury Do Batman? <laughs> Maury is Batman. But I understand. Babette is just... Oh, she's such a pip. So is Miss Patty. That's why it was kind of hard for me. The first two people I think of when it comes to townies are Babette and Miss yeah. Patty. Of course, you get Kirk. Of course, sure. you get Taylor. And you know, I have a deep affection for Tom the yeah. contractor. But like, those are the first two people I think of. Babette and Miss Patty. Because... 
they're so integral to the town of Stars Hollow. And we meet them out the gate. For sure. Like, we meet Miss Patty in the pilot. Do we meet Babette in the pilot? We definitely meet her in the second episode. No, we meet her in the Lorelei's first day at Chilton because the DSL guy comes. Yes, exactly. And exactly. She was the one that let them know that there was someone there. Yes, you're right. You're totally because right. Because I think that he maybe kicked a gnome. Yeah. Gnome kicking says a lot about a man's character. I thought she said that about Jess, too. Oh, no, because he steals gnomes. He steals you're pure right. Pot. Yeah. yeah. Mm, you're right. You're right. So those are our top five townies, just, you know, from a character perspective. Who we love, who makes us feel the feels. I had a hard time not including Kirk, because I know a lot of people don't don't love Kirk in the same way a lot yeah, of people don't I, love Taylor. I like Kirk. It's just that I think that when a lot of people think of townies, Kirk is at the top of that list because they cater so much yeah. energy to Kirk and he's integrated into a lot of storylines. He's like almost a main character. I completely agree. He is, but like more but so there are some times when I feel like with Kirk, it's like almost a little too much. And I kind of love the people that exist on like the outskirts of that. Yeah. Like Miss Patty, Babette. They're integrated into the story in a very specific capacity. But Kirk is almost always Yeah, there. he's almost his so, own like entity as his, a He's kind of his own entity. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because like I, I, agree. I immediately want to bring up like a thousand Kirk moments that I love. But I feel like there's enough of him that we'll have to like a whole Kirk episode of all of the things. Fully. Because... All of Kirk's jobs, like how he has so much mm. money. Like there's there's so much to be said on Kirk that will So much to we'll, unpack. We'll revisit Kirk. Yes. Who is your least favorite? Just like off the cuff. Ooh. Um we didn't really prep for that. And I already said Clara. Because no, everyone knew okay. that. Yeah, Clara is People say you can't hate a kid. She's not a real kid. She's fictional. I know. And I can hate her. And that's perfectly fine for me. <laughs> hmm. Would we consider Rune a townie? <laughs> maybe Rune. I laugh at Rune's yeah. character, so maybe not. Um it's Deb. It's Debbie. Oh, God. Debbie's my least favorite townie. Yeah. Go away, Go Debbie. Go away, Debbie. Yeah, truly. Because in looking at, like, the lists that we have that are, like, classic townies, there's none that I, like, dislike. I don't like Dean's mom, if we count yeah, her. Yeah, I don't really love Dean's mom. we saw her. Yeah. But to be fair, if, like, my son moved back home and, like, was now with the girl that he ended his marriage with by sleeping with her, I also might open yeah. the door while they're watching TV in his room. <laughs> And be kind of disapproving yeah. about it. So all in all, you know, we've kind of laid out who we love character wise, but we've both come up with scenarios where we'd love to do like a little would you rather choose a townie to do this with. We haven't told each other because <laughs> we love to sneak up and surprise each other. I think that you're going to be kind of like not surprised by some of the ones I came up with because you know me. And I feel like our listeners have yeah. like gotten a sense of like my sense of humor. But like some of these I was cracking up coming up with. Oh, them. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. 
Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it, and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. All right, you want to start? You hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go pretty easy. Okay. You broke your arm. Okay. This townie was driving the car. Mm. You know, that it can but imply a lot. Either A, they're not a good driver. B, you guys got ice cream together and you were crushing on each other so hard that you could stop making eyes at each other. Oh, God. You know, whatever you want it to imply. <laughs> this was the driver of the car. It's Joe the pizza guy because if he can navigate <laughs> himself on a Razor scooter with a pizza, he can drive me to the hospital to get my fucking arm fixed. No, no, no. He was driving the car that where you broke your arm. Oh, I would also buy that. <laughs> I would also buy that Joe was so distracted that he literally crashed I the car. I could see it too. You were at a pizza delivery run with him. <laughs> yeah, and he got so distracted because I am fan. so cute. I was holding the Razor scooter and he was like, should we be driving this car or do you want to ride on the Razor scooter? <laughs> now your arm is broken. 
Oh, I love that. That was a good one, Haley. Okay. Oh, I'm scared. It's the end of the world. The world has ended. The top three townies you would choose to repopulate the earth with. (laughs) Go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) Um, oh God. Okay. I have to repopulate with these three. I'm crying. I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. But I'm going to say Taylor is one of them because I feel like if we're the last four people on Earth, I want at least one of them to be like the organizer. You know, Mm, I don't think I would be very good in end of the world scenario. You know, I'd kind of be one of those ones that just like is eating the snacks, you know, wasting the food resources. But I want someone who's Mm going to like, you know, ration all of that. Love that. Okay. He he can be that. (laughs) I'm going to bring Tom. I'm bringing Tom. Yeah, right. I'm bringing Tom. Tom's gonna rebuild all of the houses. Yeah, totally, Tom. (laughs) For the third one, I think I want to bring um, Gypsy. I'm gonna bring Gypsy as a third one. Okay. I think that that would be a very interesting scenario that I don't want to explore any further. (laughs) But I think that you know I need a pal. She's mechanic. She has a hard skills to bring to this situation taylor has a leadership tom also has the hard skills and i can just talk the whole we'll time eat the snacks. <laughs> yeah for sure eat the snacks and i do love the that talking. that's great great. <laughs> great answers similarly i had one that's kind of that one but okay. just a little bit different it's you're the last two people on earth who's the townie who is with you hmm. it doesn't even have to be about repopulating you guys could die it's fine um <laughs> it's just like you're the last two people on earth hmm Oh, the thing is, like, I would want to pick somebody who's comparable to me in age because it's like, I don't want them to die oh, first. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But I mean, you, you might know? die of, like, you know, scurvy. Like, Well, thank you. Thank you for painting that picture Whatever killed everyone else, like, why everyone else is dead. I don't know that you guys have the resources to live for very long. So, like, mm. you know who I'd pick? I think I'd pick the town troubadour. He could sing to me. Oh, I should have brought him to the end you of the know? world. Yeah. No, I think the people you brought to the end of the world were really I, good. Yeah, I feel like we could rebuild No, the world. he could sing to me. And I feel like, you know, he might be resourceful. We don't really know anything about him. No. He's a little mysterious. So I'd be taking a crapshoot, you know. It'd be a little fun. Yeah, we'd have a good time. And he's not entirely terrible to look at. Not my first no, choice, but like not my first choice at all. Or my second but, choice, but definitely yeah, we'd be able to at least choice. entertain each other. Yeah. you know, for the days we had left, you could sing, he could play the guitar. You guys would have fun. Yeah, for It'd sure. Be fun end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Top five people you would want to go to a strip club. <gasps> Immediately bad bet. Of course. Immediately bad bet. The fact that she wasn't at the drag bar. The night of Warlife Bachelor Party. I have never understood why they. Well, yeah, that was the story. She's like, no, I can't. Maury's parents are in town. And if you don't show up, they'll stick a hot poker up your. You know what? (laughs) I don't know why. I really don't. Um, But I don't know why they ended up not bringing her with because that would have been so much fun to have Miss Patty and Babette at a drag show. Damn. I feel like because Michelle and Patty kind of like have that sort of energy that. Yeah. Yeah. But Babette totally. Miss Patty too yeah of course Patty. Yes. i think if babette's coming i want to bring maury i don't know why i feel like that's appropriate oh uh, maury at a strip club yeah that'd be fun why do i want to say tom <laughs> i would bring tom anywhere wouldn't he be so respectful yes. i just i don't know why he'd be great i just i feel like that how many is that four who did i name i don't remember babette miss patty maury oh, right and okay. tom um and then as the fifth one. Ooh, ooh. 
Um, I'm going to bring Kyle, Dean's friend, because I feel like he's been here before and he would know the etiquette to tell us what, what is what. Okay, great. What about you? You You answer that one. Um, Babette and Miss Patty, for sure. Um, Eastside Tilly, don't know her, never seen her, never laid an eye on her, but I feel like she'd be a good time. I feel like she'd be a silly goose You're time. You're totally right. Mrs. Cassini, I'd love to see her Girls like, the throw some dollar bills at <laughs> some people. Yes. I think that would be such a silly goose time. So that's four. Oh, and um, Crazy Carrie Duncan. Yeah. I want to take back Kyle Dean's friend and bring Liz. Also a great option. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's She'd right. She'd be such a great time at a Me, strip club. Liz, Tom, Maury, Babette, Patty, what a time. That's a great group. We're getting a good group Maybe together. Maybe I should have thrown some guys in there. No, Whatever. I like girls' night. I say that as a person who's never been to a strip club. Same. So who knows what I would yeah, expect honestly. to see. But Okay, you are going to be kidnapped in France. I'm going to. Yeah. I know about it. Yeah. You can make one call for someone to save you before you're taken. You only have the Star's Hollow directory in your pocket. Who do you call to try and come save you? Basically, this is Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, this is Taken with Liam Neeson. I might have uh, stolen from the plot of Taken. That's okay. That's appropriate. <laughs> okay, I have one call for someone to save me before I'm taken. You only have the Star's Hollow directory, and the person that you call has to be the one to come to save you. I'm surprised you didn't immediately know who it was. I mean, there's no right answer, but... No, I I have to think about this. Do you have an answer at the ready? For you. For yours? For me? I don't necessarily, but I thought I I knew who your answer was going to be. There are so many options here. There's also a lot of duds. (laughs) There are so many duds as well. Like, we'd never call Bootsy. No, 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 no. I honestly would call Babette. Okay. Oh, Babette would literally fuck shit up. Yeah, Yeah, a la, like, the end of, you know, season three, beginning of season four. Because, like... She would be so resourceful in figuring out, like, she would never give she would up. Never, you're right. She would never give up. And She's so, scrappy as yeah, fuck. You're right. Who do you think I was going to pick? Tom. Well, of course. I trust Tom. Yeah. Tom would totally swoop in and save the day. But I'm also thinking of someone, not that Tom is not scrappy, but I'm thinking of someone who's, like, wily. He might run into an obstacle and not be as willing to, like, overcome it, you know? Yeah. Tom was the first person who came to mind, but Tom is the first person who's come to mind at every <laughs> single question you've asked me because I love him. Fair. Fair. Totally fair. If I could pick two people, it would be the duo of Babette and Tom. Ooh, the friendship that we never got. Mm-hmm. I love it. That would be perfect. I know. You're right. I would have Babette as well. That just that just makes yeah. so much sense. I I don't I don't know why I was like Tom has Liam Neeson energy, but I don't think he would go that no, hard. He, he does, but like he may he may also kind of you know give up at some point. I could never see Babette letting it go. She would never give up. She's so wily. One hundred percent. I love her. I just love her. This one kind of like doesn't necessarily fall into the townies and like that you were describing, but it's kind of a townie scenario. Which is this. Okay. Hep Alien releases a song called Terra. It's basically their version of All Too Well. Which band member were you in this sort of relationship with to warrant them writing this song? Haley, I've never heard the song All Too Well. <laughs> Tara. Should I sing it to you right now? No. I'll sing the 10 minute you version. Don't have to, don't have to sing <laughs> it to me right the door now. With you. Just the air can was you cold. Please explain the scenario to me so that I know. Oh, okay. So. Do you want the five-minute version or yes, the 10-minute version? Yes, I want the five-minute version. version. No, that I do not need the 10-minute version. Just give me the Reader's Digest version. It's kind of this relationship where you were... <laughs> I can't believe you have a record. Okay, I'm going to... I love busting Haley's jobs about this. Oh, it's so I'm good. I'm just going to pull up a little bit of research here. Okay. Okay, so the concept is, is it starts... I need you to pick the 10-minute version 
because it's a different story that they're telling because the the five minute version is more so that it's almost this relationship that didn't work between the two of you but you have such like almost like a fond memory of it where Mm. you are going through this what it was like to be with them of like the magic of being with them like the way that it felt the way that you learned about them and then it's like what happened to all of it that I remember all of it but like maybe we got lost in translation maybe I asked for too much maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up running scared I was there I remember it all too well and you call me up again just to break me like a promise so gradually cool in the name of being honest but yeah that part I remember because you talked about yeah but it ends with but you keep my old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. But you remember it too, is kind of the vibe that the five minute one gives. But then the 10 minute one, it expands on that to be more like a little bit more gaslighty of like, Mm. you never showed up for me. I was in love with you. You made it feel like you made me doubt myself. You left me for three months and then you came back as if there was nothing wrong. And you made me feel like everything that I remembered about it was wrong when I was there experiencing it with you the whole time. Mm. So it's like, Like, you didn't show up on my 21st birthday, and you made me feel like that was okay for you to have done because you just kept popping back up into my life, and it would just break me time and time again. Because maybe this thing was a masterpiece, but you tore it all up. So, it's a different vibe. Okay. You can you can apply either of them. Is that I'm so shocked you haven't heard this song, Tara. Why? Why are you shocked? If I had known that, if I had known that, we never would have gotten a day further on this podcast without you listening to it. You haven't even seen the short film. No, I have okay. not. We're gonna fix that this week. Okay. I don't um, even think I did it so, justice, but... No, I think you did a great job. You painted the picture yeah. for me in one minute or less. So are we talking about the members of Happy Alien, like I have to choose between the members of Happy Alien. Yeah, because they, one of them wrote this song and felt this way about you. Like it's like an epic sort of feeling of how this love transpired, but it's over now. But they still remember you because you keep that old scarf from that very first week because it reminds you of hmm. this townie and it smells like this townie. Well, I could see it being, of course, Dave Rogowski, but Dave Rogowski is not actually a member of Hepalian because Hepalian oh my was God. not formed until after he left. But if I had to choose, it would be him. I will accept Dave as an answer. Yeah? Give a second choice because he's not necessarily Hepalian. I think the second choice would be Brian because I feel like Brian just has like this innocence about him that he would have some sort of relationship with me and, and walk away with those kind this, of feels. This like heartbreak that like he would think that you kept the scarf that he left on at your house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or at your sister's house rather as so goes the song oh is this a song about jake gyllenhaal with the scarf yeah. and maggie gyllenhaal and the whole yeah. issue that happened this there this is the one okay. i should have led with that i know a little bit about this <laughs> yeah okay all right i'm i'm back i should have led with the pop culture reference and not the deep emotional resonance of it <laughs> no that's okay that's all right but i will say what this implies is that you and dave Rogowski don't work out well yeah because you moved to california that's true that's true i was kind of hoping you were gonna say i'm Gil. sad but like <laughs> I, I was going to say Gil. I love Gil. Yeah. I would love to have a whirlwind romance with Gil. God, I can't believe you haven't heard all too well. If only because you would love it. I'm sure I would. I'm sure it would be great. I honestly think of all of the Taylor Swift albums, not to devolve into that yet again, I think that you would be a red Taylor's version girly. Mm. I know you love 1989 and folklore, and I feel like red is kind of those vibes together-ish. Mm. Um, That's the album that has I Knew You Were Trouble on it, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I remember it. 
all too well. well. <laughs> I don't. We're going to get you on that. Okay. Because I love it. What a great question, though. I wish that it didn't have to come with so much explanation. <laughs> if I had known that, I would have because forced I... you to watch the 10-minute version, like the film version, before we got on this. So you could have like okay. felt it. I almost was like, we yeah. have to stop, but we have to get through this. <laughs> that's why I needed to determine if they were townies, because I was like... Oh, that's a... Yeah, no, I totally hear you. No, it was a great question. Great ask. I have a couple of like Gilmore Girls scenarios where I put you in them. Okay. It's like... <laughs> You're Shane. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Jess is going to the Stars Hollow Mafia to, and I quote, take care of something. You find out. Okay. Which townie do you go to to protect you? Tom. <laughs> I should Tom the contractor. <laughs> yeah, I think I would choose Tom. That makes total Tom sense. Tom the contractor. Okay, here's, here's my last one for you. You're getting married to someone in town. You don't have to pick someone. Okay. Who do you choose to marry you? And what is the theme? Oh. Actually, I take that back. You do have to choose. I've, I've changed the rules. Who are you marrying first? Does it have to be a townie? No. Okay, Logan. Um. I take it back. Yes, it does. It does have to be a townie. It's more interesting that way. Who are you marrying? Sorry. That killed me. I don't know why you didn't expect that fully. Of course I did. But then I was like, no, this is so much more interesting if you have to choose a townie. I want to marry Tom. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> marry Tom. Yeah, I want to marry Tom. Um, And I want... Who would say something nice about love? I kind of want Reverend Skinner to marry us, which feels too on the nose. Yeah, it does feel a little on the nose, but that's okay. That's who married Lorelai and Luke. Yeah, I kind of, um, yeah, I, I say I want Reverend Skinner to marry us and I want the town troubadour to play us down the aisle. Love that. What's the theme? The theme. Um, You're already marrying my, my husband, Tom. Okay. Uh, architecture. <laughs> Yeah, the theme is buildings. <laughs> the theme oh, is construction. Renovation. Bob the Builder is there. Handy Manny. There are hammers everywhere, and every single person has to wear a hard hat. Oh, what's something that Tom and I would both enjoy? I guess, yeah, I guess I have a bouquet of hammers. The theme is skyscrapers? Or maybe like a, um, you know, like a spring vibe. You know, lots of like flowers at a wedding. That's groundbreaking. Um, but, you know, just like pastels, yeah. but... That doesn't feel like Tom at all. I feel like... Or what if it was like woodsy? What if it was like, Ooh, you know, you know, into the woods? Into the thick of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe it's like a little bit like, not Christmas themed, but like deep colors, like jewel yeah. tones, logs that remind him of building houses. Logs. Yeah. Logs and jewel tones. <laughs> I'm trying to decide between these last two to ask you about because I... All right. You can ask me too. Okay. That's okay. Cool. So another Gilmore Girls sort of scenario is you and Dean are Mackin before he's broken up with Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> two townies catch you. Ooh. Which two would you want to be the ones to catch you? Babette and Miss Patty. They're going to tell everyone. No, well, I don't know. But, I mean, you can choose that for sure. Just think about it in terms of like... Who are they going to tell? Are other people going to find out about it? You obviously wouldn't want Clara and Dean's mom to happen upon you. Okay. Kirk? Because I feel like I could explain <laughs> it away somehow. I'd be like, we're practicing for a school play. And he'd be like, great. Can I be in it? I'll play Tevia. Yeah. Do you love me? And Kyle. Oh, what a choice. Okay. Kyle wouldn't give a shit. He'd like hold his hook up and be like, I get it. And then walk away. <laughs> You know who my immediate thought was? Who? Reverend Skinner Tom. and Rabbi. 
Um, I thought about Reverend Skinner because all I can think of is Reverend Skinner walking in on Luke and Lorelai with the bells. trying to break the bells, and he's like, "Oh, thank, thank God. God." Which, like, I think that they might have a problem with like having an affair, infidelity, yeah. sure. But they don't have a problem with breaking in. I just thought that maybe they would turn around. You know, maybe they they keep secrets to themselves. I feel like they kind of do, you know, because like Reverend Skinner has to, you know, take confession, I'm assuming, or something to that effect. It's interesting because he actually was the first person that came to mind (laughs) after Babette and Miss Patty. Yeah. Which was a knee jerk reaction because I feel like they would be like, get it. But then they'd also tell everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I immediately thought them and I was like, no, they were like the last people I'd want in there other than Eastside Tilly. Eastside Tilly. Okay, so this is kind of the last one i'm going to say ahead of time you can't pick tom because i know you would want to pick tom you have to pick someone else okay all right because the scenario is you are going to your half sister's wedding and mm-hmm. you want your entire family to believe that you are in love but you don't have anyone so you decide you are going to set up a fake date scenario where you okay the wedding date yes you're bringing a townie And it has to be convincing. You need to convince your family that you guys are in love. For whatever reason in your little little mind, you have to convince your family of this. Who would you invite in order to keep up the ruse that you actually are in love with this person? You could end up with them Hmm. if you want to. You know, that's how most of those end up. But you have to make your family believe that you are in love. I love a fake dating scenario. If you like that, the Spanish love deception was pretty good. I would bring Gil. (gasps) Ooh, Gil would just, first of all, knock everybody's socks off with his personality and that head of hair of his. And I think he would totally be on board. You're right. Gil would totally be down for a fake dating scenario. Absolutely. Despite the fact that he is married. But like, we'll take that completely out of the equation. Yes. He would totally be down for that. You were right. Right? Yeah. I kind of thought you were going to pick Joe. I thought about Joe. But Joe sometimes is a little too simple for me. Fair. That's what makes him funny. Yeah. Um, that I feel like he'd totally like fuck up somehow and then I would have to cover my yeah. ass. Whereas I feel like Gil would be committed to the bit. He would full send for your family. Oh, that's a good one. Didn't even consider him. Who would you pick? Now I want to have that answer, but I don't want to have the same answer. I don't know. I did not come up with an answer for this at all because I didn't know. And going through all these people, I'm like, not Kirk. Not Taylor. No. I could maybe do with Andrew. I also considered Andrew. You know what I kept thinking of? You went out with Liam Neeson? Why would you ever (laughs) tell me you went out with Liam Neeson? Why would you tell me that? Uh, He was very committed to his date at the dance marathon until she told him she went out with Liam Neeson. So he could commit. So Andrew is not the one that you want to come save you from France, though. I certainly don't because he (laughs) clearly has beef with Liam Neeson. Yeah, he owns the bookstore. He's responsible. I think my family would really be like, oh, Haley 1000% met this bookstore owner and now Mm -hmm. she's fallen in love with him. Very I don't know how old he is, but, you know, I think I think I could do it convincingly with them with Andrew. Fake date Andrew. Love it. (laughs) Love it. I have like a thousand more, but I feel like... We could go on and on and on and on. We can we can go on and on and on in another episode. But I love them. I love the townies. I love getting into like these scenarios yeah. <laughs> because the writer set these people up so perfectly that we can really fit them into scenarios like this in the outside world. That's what's so great yeah. about their writing. 
and about the characters that they built. Any crazy situation that we put them in feels like it makes sense because even though these are all background characters, they so they feel so like multi-dimensional to like yeah, they're very intricately built yeah, to each other. Like I didn't even realize that Bootsy and Taylor were kind of like you know pals in some way. The yeah. way that they all interact with each other, but the way that they're all friends and like the way that they are too even like the Gilmore girls I feel like is Mm -hmm. so different than the way that they are with each other even yeah and interestingly I would have to say that the townies the town of Stars Hollow and the people that comprise that town (laughs) (laughs) um there's no other way to phrase that um they kind of navigate how the audience feels sometimes about the Gilmore Girls. I'd say specifically, well, no, about both of them. Because, like, they love to cater to, like, the innocence that Rory has. And they sometimes almost, like, like, steer the audience in that direction of viewing her as a very innocent individual. Like, what does Luke say about her? She's, like, the angel on the top of a Christmas tree. And so that's kind of how we're, like, meant to see her. Yeah. And then in that same vein, like, with Lorelai, I think people have a tendency in the fandom to call into question Lorelai's character, specifically when it comes to, like, the type of mom she is, but also the type of friend she is. But I feel like she is so beloved in that town that the town of Stars Hollow really steers the audience in the direction of, like, Lorelai is a good friend because they all value her so much. And I feel like as a character, the town really kind of puts her hand to the fire sometimes and kind of makes her prove her, not her worth, but, like, prove her character. And it's interesting to see how that plays out from townie to townie how Lorelai shows up for each of those people and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode follow us on instagram at gilmore to say podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on now as we will have a new episode out every tuesday because we always have more to say and if you have more to say find us on patreon where you can support the pod join our gilmore obsessed community and access bonus episodes every month What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.